You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. Welcome to Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Oh, hello. Thank you so much for tuning in today. And this is obviously not one of our normal episodes because we ended up talking to Brian Callen. It was awesome. Yeah, for, yeah. it was uh, fantastic for about a half hour. So we decided to make that its own special show. Uh, I will say this just before you get into listening to today's show. It's a little bit different than our normal ones. There's uh, Brian talks about some of his philosophies and some different things, uh, different topics brought up that uh, a lot of times we don't talk about here on mm-hmm. the show. And so just want to let you know about that beforehand. It's all opinions, nothing uh, nothing crazy. Yeah, but... I mean, everyone's entitled to their opinions. We just wanted to let you know in case, you know. Yeah, just so you know ahead just of time. not to catch you off guard. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All right, but... But uh, uh, we, we love Brian. He's great. He's uh, such is, a good guy. I think this is the third time maybe we've I interviewed think, him. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, he's fantastic. Yeah, and he's going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow, so that is Friday, May 8th, and Saturday, May 9th. Four different chances for you to go see him, so definitely... Check that out. Pick up your tickets now at heliumcomedy.com. And here is Brian Callen. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. You know, somebody really does need to do that, like a guide to the to the whiteness of Portland. <laughs> well, the yeah. different types. Yeah. Well, there, there's a book uh, a guy I interviewed, he said, The Things White People Like. And there's a fetish about food and, and uh-huh. people grind their own coffee, but... I find it, I keep trying to put my finger on it, like Portland especially, there's this uniform that people wear, right? So people grow their facial hair in outstanding and very strange and even ridiculous ways. It becomes like a a jewel, Mm -hmm. jewelry on their face. Um, The the outfits tend to be uh, dusty and (laughs) faded. Right. And there's, there's, so... I'm, gonna, I'm not using my words, but, you know, there's this ironic – this is Christy Wampole, who's a Princeton professor who wrote a book called How to Live Without Irony. And there's this sort of ironic way of living, this idea that, well, you know, I'm cultivating sort of an ugliness. Mm-hmm. I'm cultivating sort of a laissez-faire. I just don't care. <laughs> right. I have nothing meaningful to offer. Therefore, I'm living preemptive, preemptively. There's a preemptive strike against anybody who could suggest that I actually care a lot about anything. And I don't mean to indict no, Portland, no, that's a, exactly. No, there, there is a lot of that here. That's, yeah, that's that's a perfect description of yes, a lot of people. Yes, and so what happens is then you you are there's you, people are trying to negotiate the problem of individuality with with a uniform mm-hmm. and with an attitude as opposed to thoughts mm-hmm. and original action. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. So, wow. so and and that that is a cynical way of living. So so Portland's nice. Yeah. But white people, I'm speaking in general, educated white people or there seems to be a com- the combination of maybe call it guilt and call it sort of um uh, a, a confusion of where your place really is as a young person. There there feels it feels as though um there's this bland beige neutrality and your your uniform should be as such and so if you really try at something if you really try to look good mm-hmm. if you really try to master a craft god forbid a combat sport or god forbid <laughs> anything that brings you in touch with objective reality mm-hmm. um that would require 
not only a philosophy which would suggest I want to get good at that language and I want to beat other people at something, but more importantly, I actually really care about something. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I can define what I care about along very stark and bold technicolor lines. And somehow I think there's a lot of pressure, especially if you're young people, to not care, to not ever wear your heart on your sleeve, to kind of be cool about all of it. Mm-hmm. And that's a luxury that's very new in history. Because, you know, usually, I mean, this, this place was founded on loggers and a mm-hmm. hard way of life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And, uh, and I don't suggest that people from Oregon are this way. I'm just saying there's a subset of people that I find in Portland, especially I see it in Seattle. Yeah. I was going to say Portland, definitely the, the rest of Oregon is different, but yeah, yes. Portland. And, and I, I don't know how to put my finger on it, but I, I, and I think it's comfortable, but I'm not so sure it cultivates happiness or fulfillment or understanding. That type of person that you were describing is the exact reason why we don't hang out at that place that yeah. you were just referencing earlier. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. it's, it's the, a lot of that. Yes, and that is that is so predominant, like all around Portland. Well, also talking about that, you know, putting your your heart on your sleeve and like trying to get good at something means you have to be willing to fail too. Yeah. And that, you know, if you just just start off saying I don't care, then you don't have to worry about that. Like it doesn't That's right. matter. Well, yeah, you everything. know. I box, right? And, mm-hmm. and uh, there's no reason I should be boxing, especially sparring, because you can get hit in the head and it's yeah. just not good. And I'm never going to be a pro boxer. It's ridiculous if you think about what I'm doing. But I do it because it's so difficult. Mm-hmm. It's so humbling. And um, when I do get hit or I hit somebody, it does bring me in touch with, in many ways, my own vulnerability. And it makes things brighter. It makes things kind of, um, and I'm not saying everybody should box. I, I just do something ridiculous mm-hmm. because it's not ridiculous. Yeah. Because I do get meaning from it. Because I do get, um, I suppose, you know, there's this idea, I think, I can't remember who the jazz musician was, but he talked about art and the importance of art because it brings into play reality in high relief. Reality sort of, you know, like there's this idea um, where you should always be striving for perfection and you'll never see perfection, but you can imagine perfection. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of the, the idea, right, behind yeah. any idea. So, so it kind of goes back to Plato's forms, the idea that you can't really imagine a perfect triangle. Mm-hmm. Even if NASA came in with their instruments, it would always be just at least 0.001% off. Right. But, of course, you can imagine a perfect triangle, just like you can't imagine a perfect human being. But you can imagine one, and the important thing is to reach for that. Right. To reach for it, not to, not to get it, because you'll never get it. But so... The, the 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 value comes in the struggle and the reach, not in the arrival. Mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm talking this, this way. Is no, yeah, no, no. Know. We were just talking about random stuff before, and then you just that, go with it. Well, I've just been yeah. thinking about it since I was standing in line for 20 minutes at Stumptown Coffee, <laughs> and they were measuring they were measuring my coffee beans and grinding oh, them. God. And the guy was in his 40s with an earring on the top of his ear, and with <laughs> with, with a of bunch of general. I was I was 20 though when I had that. <laughs> yeah, that was different. Yeah, and he, but he had a j- bunch of general tattoos, and he yeah. was he was. So so not aggressive. He had been. He had taken all of his, all of his testosterone and all of his natural male hunter fighter energy, and stuffed it way down the back of his sock drawer. <laughs> to where and, one day and, it'll and, explode. And so yeah. I don't believe him. 
That's yeah. a lie. You're, the, everything you're doing, the way you're standing and the way you're so soft in the middle, uh, I'm not speaking just physically. I'm just talking about, in, you know, yeah. it, 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 you're not making any kind of a stand. I don't know. It's it's kind of what the Mongols came in. When the Mongols came into Baghdad, it was this beautiful center of culture. And mm-hmm. God bless Baghdad and fuck the Mongols. Can I say that? <laughs> yes, you yeah. sure can. Oh, yeah. But 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 I, I do understand. <laughs> Our Mongolian listeners. Are they, that their knives, their knives and arrows cut through those people like a hot butter through knife. Yeah. I mean, like a knife through hot butter or a hot knife through butter. I just don't <laughs> want to be butter. I don't want to be butter. I guess. <laughs> don't be yeah. butter. I felt like a Mongol. <laughs> Standing in line for my rather be the Mongol. That's the best yeah. descriptive. Uh, sorry, before the Mongols, when you said a uh, guy, you know, co- covered in general tattoos, that is the best way to describe that because there are so many like, like as you're talking about yeah. like uniforms, basically like tattoo uniforms, that people yeah. get, like the things that they feel like they should have on. But their God eyes. forbid getting a tattoo that meant something. Exactly. God yeah. forbid getting a tattoo that you really are attached to. Something Be- that- better to get uh, uh, Barney Rubble. And a sparrow and, uh, you know, general... And then a moon. General, yeah, yeah, general stars, a moon, and some shitty dolphin. (laughs) You know. And a shitty dolphin. But the dolphin has an eye patch, just in case you think I like dolphins. (laughs) Brian is anti-dolphin. Yeah, and it's got its flipper pierced. (laughs) <laughs> With the same earring that's in the top of my ear. Yeah, oh, yeah, the upper ear. <laughs> well, welcome back to Portland. I know. Yeah, I, yeah. I really like Portland. Go see Brian at Helium Comics. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, then the crowds have been amazing. Yeah, how was And that's the night? irony. They've killed it. Last night was almost full, almost sold out, and that's a Thursday. And I blame my podcast, The Fighter and the Kid, 1.5 million downloads last month. Don't worry about it. Anyway, nice. Nice. Yeah. And... Um, but they come to laugh, and they, they were so alive and amazing last night, and they all kind of waited, and I take pictures. and So I'm, I'm not, you know, I, I'm so grateful. That's I'm not cool. making fun of the people. I'm just saying that I think most people in Portland would agree with my indictment. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And those are the kind of people that maybe don't appreciate going to comedy shows or doing like the people that you're talking about. Are or the they do. That, yeah. Or they do, but but they're afraid to really. I think what I'm dealing with is they're afraid to express themselves. That the, the idea that you 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 laugh and you feel deeply is gauche. Yeah. I, you know, it, it, well, we're not allowed to. It's, it's uncool. True. It's there's, uncool to actually care and laugh and cry with abandon. There's that, and there's also the constant fear that you're going to offend someone yes. here. Like, no matter what you do, no matter who you are, someone is going to find even your existence offensive. Oh, like, and there's a lot oh, of my that. God. Like, like, Just the most casual of phrases are now offensive to entire cultures. Yeah. Oh, fuck yeah. off. It's yeah. uh, that's a good that's a good topic because mm. you know we're sexless sexless you know, everybody's terrified to even you know I'm a dirtbag you know I'm just a, I want to have sex with you I want to have I just want to let's go He was looking at Greg <laughs> Yeah I, I, no, I was actually looking at you I was complimenting her haunches <laughs> You did um, You got a nice got a you got nice legs and a nice butt I, I say, there I'll say it out loud But but I uh, made my day thank you You Brian. do and 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 you should be awarded you run you take care of yourself But but um but I, I, I think that there's nothing wrong with that. God forbid a man says that. Right. And, and he's c- accused of being, you know, a chauvinist. Well, I am all those things. I am. I have a high level of testosterone. I'm not going to apologize for it. But I'm not a, but I, 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 I would never try to humiliate somebody. I don't want to hurt your feelings. My God. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I, I, you could call me a feminist. I, I, and what I mean by a feminist is I've always been the guy who believes if you have the same level of talent, then who gives a crap what your external organs are about? Mm-hmm. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or, or, so I just had uh, Kristen Beck on my podcast, uh, who was Chris Beck. 
the Navy SEAL for 20 mm-hmm. years. Yeah. Became, yeah. Became a woman. Yeah. That was, that a, was a huge deal. It was a huge happened. deal. You're talking about a SEAL Team 6 commander. Mm-hmm. You're talking about a highly decorated Bronze Star winner. And, you know, here she was on the fighter and the kid. And here's my buddy Brendan Schaub, a UFC fighter. And then myself, you know, this, this comedian. Pretty macho environment. Mm-hmm. And in, along comes this highly decorated Navy SEAL who always felt like a woman. Did 14 missions that were very, very dangerous. Basically tr- almost trying to kill herself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And... You know, I thought to myself, I don't know. I don't know how to put into. I don't know how to understand this. I don't know what this means. I don't know how you go from the apex of masculine expression to mm-hmm. now trying to be a woman. God knows yeah, what's I going mean, on. Yeah, I mean, Navy SEAL. That's the, that's the top. Yeah, of, that's a spark. There's nothing past that. Yeah, I mean, it was undercover. The pictures of, of of him with a beard and long hair, dressed like a Taliban. Wow. And a killer. Wow. Those guys are straight up killers. Oh yeah. Um, and very very dangerous situations, and then just felt like a woman. And what was interesting is that his entire. His entire, um, a lot of the guys in his outfit, these badasses are supportive. So, and I was thinking to myself, I'm not this liberal guy, but I, I would never make fun of somebody or make somebody who felt like a woman their whole life and decided to go ahead with that. I can never imagine wanting to make them feel worse about yeah, that. Yeah, make them right. feel shitty about the fact that they're coming to terms with who they are. Yeah, so it's not about being politically correct. It's about being emotionally correct. I'm stealing this line from uh, I can't remember her name. So, but but she's there's a a woman who's a, a liberal. She's a gay liberal commentator on Fox News. She's the only one. I can't remember her name. She's um, awesome. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. And I wanted to get her. She said, you know, it's about being politically. It's not about being politically correct. It's about being emotionally correct. In other words, so when you talk about being terrified of her Sally Cohn. Yes, Sally mm-hmm. Cohn. And and I really appreciated what she said because I don't really agree with a lot of her politics. You know, I'm more of a libertarian sort of small government guy. But but I do think that it's important to realize that everybody's feelings are valid. People want to make sure that their feelings are valid. It's really good when men and women argue. I've learned this because I'm way older. But it took me almost to 50 years to understand that sometimes if you're having an argument with a woman. Wait, you're close I'm to 50? 48. No way. Yeah. Oh, good Tight skin. Real, real good skin. Tight good skin. skin. <laughs> tight, tight tulip. Real tight. I mean, looks like a tulip it's petal. Real tight. I mean, shiny. Yeah. And for tight. theater of the mind, Brian is sporting an amazing beard right now too. And I got a beard, kids. And I, beard. which I dye. Um, <laughs> anyway. Do you use them just for men? I do use just for yeah. men. Is that the one? Only because, good. only because on film, um, it it. It's patchy. It's it's gray yeah. in patches, and then it just looks dirty. Mm. <laughs> I look like I look like I'm growing it in. Like I have mange of the face, which you don't get parts, so I have to uniformly dye it. But uh, and so it begins. And so it begins. Everybody, I'm getting. That's <laughs> right. Greg calls his gray hairs highlights. Yeah, yeah I mean, not your gray, your platinum hairs. Yeah, yeah there's a couple that come. Yeah. Men get away with a lot yeah. as they get older. They yeah. do. It's I true. still get attention from women. It's hilarious. Like I thought it would go away, but yeah. as I got old, I get older. I get more. Like I, I come off stage and I find that young girls, and I'm always like, you know, you can call me daddy because <laughs> this is so technically creepy. it's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's been a wonderful <laughs> surprise to think that girls are into wrinkles. Um, that's awesome. That's that's fantastic. Yeah, yeah. You guys are set good for fucking. But you need you need to be you need to be emotionally correct. So I've learned that, like, if you have an argument with somebody, first acknowledge, I get how you feel. I don't agree with it, but I get why you would feel that way. Mm-hmm. Right. You're having an emotional human moment. So once you establish and validate somebody's feelings, you know, but I, my problem with, like, those politically correct tribe is that, so Alec Baldwin, I think, called um, a photographer a cocksucker. Mm. 
And all of a sudden, all the gay mafia came out and said, you're anti-gay. No, he's not. No, he's not. If you start pointing your guns at guys like Alec Baldwin, you're going to lose people like me. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, because I'm on Alec Baldwin's side. Alec Baldwin's not homophobic. You're picking on, you're doing your, your the, the fight for equal rights or whatever it is. Such a disturb, disservice by making an example of a guy like Alec Baldwin, who's so liberal and has been nothing but supportive of all, all, all things gay marriage, mm-hmm. all things gay rights, right? So am I. Mm-hmm. Not because I'm liberal, but because I just think it's fair. It's just fair. Well, I'm going to make fun of you, and I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to make sure you can't get married to somebody you love because you happen to be attracted to the same sex. I don't give a fuck about that. Mm. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but 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 they're, they're, people are so sensitive, and and they come after you if you say one thing that's off color. And I think that's the wrong play, well, way direction for your guns. Well, what's changing is that the color changes every day. Like if something that is that that is acceptable one day is all of a sudden like cocksuckers like the you know the most aggressive yeah. thing. Well, ever. that's why it's that's why it's hard. That's what I'm saying. Like earlier, like it doesn't matter. You're going to offend someone no matter what you say. Somebody is going to be offended. Well, by look it. at transgender. I mean, one of the questions is that nobody can, is allowed to voice is this. So, yes, you. I talked to Kristen Beck about this. Very interesting, and she said, "Which what was the episode of your show with that? I just want to make it's sure on the fighter know, and the kid." And it was about oh, two weeks ago. Okay. I had some amazing guests lately. So yeah, you're had, knocking it out of the park. We had we had Asa Akira, the porn star who wrote a great book, which I read. Awesome. You get, listen to that one. Okay. She's a porn star, but I mean a real porn star. She does the heavy scenes. The <laughs> grew up in New York. <laughs> so smart. So do. smart. Um, just such a like I mean really insightful human being. Yet she just fucks for a living and loves it. Yeah. And married. It's such a bizarre thing. Again, mm. another a thing I don't understand. Right. But God damn it, has she got some stuff to say. Yeah. And she's, you know, cool. And um, and so then we went from Asa Akira. We, I had Tim Ferriss on, mm. who wrote The 4-Hour Body and The 4-Hour Workweek and The 4-Hour Chef. He's amazing. He's, he's biohacked his own body. Like, he, he went and took steroids. He went and did everything like you could do your body. Starved himself to see how his body would react. He uh-huh. used his body as a guinea pig. Fascinating. Oh, fascinating book. interesting. Yeah, The 4-Hour Body is fascinating. And, um, and then we had Kristen Beck. Chris Beck. Um, and again, like, wh- what do you say about it? I said, you always had a woman inside you. He said, no, I didn't. I, have a, I had two spirits that live inside of me. Mm. Now, uh, let me get back to the point. So it was a fascinating discussion and a very interesting human being, and uh, uh, who I, of course, wish all the best. If you were to bring up the fact, and I didn't do it, but I, I, I thought about doing it, because I was doing it from a good place. If you were to say, what if some transgender people are suffering from a form of mental illness. If you say that, if you bring up that question in a public forum, you'll get attacked. You will get attacked because the transgender community and their supporters, which I consider myself one, just because mm-hmm. I, 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 why would I be against it, would, would um, come after you and say, hold on, you are trying to suggest that these people are crazy. No, I'm not. No, I'm not. I do think it is a very strange, um, and by strange I mean out of the norm, impulse, feeling, overwhelming sort of uh, need that a lot of people feel from a very young age. The suicide rate, one of the things I asked Kristen Beck is, why are you coming out? Why didn't you just go quietly into the sunset? And Kristen Beck said, because 
among teenagers, transgender teenagers, the suicide rate is as high as 45%. Oh, it's so yeah, it's ridiculous. Because they have nowhere to turn to. And anyway, but, but, it, but, so, but you have to have an open debate about it. You have to. Mm-hmm. Is it bad to say, I wonder if there's some mental illness involved here for some people? Yeah, you're not saying for all. I mean, for people some. can be mentally yeah. ill in I don't any know. Capacity. I don't know yeah. what mentally ill means. You'd have to define it. Exactly. Maybe yeah. those are the wrong words because they're hurtful. Mm. But something's going on. Something's going on. Yeah. I think that the people feel that I think that people get a reaction of the idea of mental illness, which it, it, because they use the same language for gay people, which would suggest if it is a mental illness, there's a cure for mm. you. And I think I, I can understand why I would feel that that would be offensive to All me. All right. If that's I, interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Because be homosexuality was considered a mental illness for mm-hmm. a long time. Yeah, I think the stigma on that word, maybe, yeah, that, that, that's probably part of what it is. Yeah, Just but maybe we all have a form of mental illness. And that's what I'm, yeah, that could we're, go we're across. We're all neurotic. I'm neurotic as shit. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure I've got something. Yeah. You know? You know, oh, I know I am. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you were yeah, looking for your... <laughs> I was looking for my crazy pills. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> you were looking for your what? <laughs> for my cra- not crazy pills. I take a... Um, like a low dose form of Prozac. Yeah. But I, I forgot that I hadn't taken it for a few days and I was feeling all stressful, stressed out today. I'm like, oh, and Greg was coming to pick me up. I'm like, I gotta find my crazy pills. I couldn't find them. Yeah. yeah. Well, look at look at weed. I mean, weed is mm-hmm. uh, uh, helps a lot of people. I wish oh, I could absolutely. Weed. You can't. I can't. It makes it it like exacerbates my. Yeah, it's the same thing that I have. Yeah. It's stress. I kind of uh, have like, the same uh, thing. Anxiety. Yeah. I just get so. Yeah. Angst. You know, if, if I'm like camping or if I'm out in the woods or something like that and there's nothing else around. Yeah. Then maybe. No, I'm so you know, envious okay. of my friends Me that too. can. But like, in a public space. If I smoke weed, I, no. I, I can start feeling like, I'm like, I, what is that pain in my side? Mm-hmm. It oh. accentuates everything. Right. Oh, yeah. 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 No, oh, I, I, I definitely, nervous, I definitely I have body around. cancer. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I, I always feel it. The last few times I smoked weed, I always thought I was going to swallow my tongue. That was my thing. I could just feel my tongue. <laughs> So I'm like you could feel your body cancer, I could feel my tongue. I'm like, I fucking, oh God. I ate a hash brownie, half of one. <laughs> I called Artie Lang, and I was like, Artie, because he's such a seasoned drug addict. Oh yeah. I was like, Artie, I think I'm dying. He goes, You're not dying. I go, I can't feel my heart and I can't feel myself breathe. He goes, Yeah, you're very, very high. <laughs> I called the poison control center. I was like, I ate a hash brownie. He goes, How old are you? I go, Thirty. And he goes, where are you? I go, ah, and I hung up. <laughs> Dude, it was the worst. I paced the rug for the entire night. And oh. I looked at the clock and only a minute had gone by. See, that's every time I've done it, I just want it to be over. And then oh. it seems like it's forever. The worst. I know, because I have so many creative, wonderful friends who are just, you know, every yeah. day. They're totally fine. Well, that's it. most of Portland. Yeah. But yeah, just How much do you get me. done, though, when you're high all the time? I know some people that get a lot done. Yeah. That, that's just, that helps them focus and... Yeah, I mean, I wish it would work like that to me. I don't know what would do that. Metabolically, so I, we're all different. Drugs mm-hmm. work with people very differently. Mm-hmm. Some people do great. Some people can drink hard alcohol. I can't do it. No. Some people can and feel great. Some people can smoke weed and function, not me. Mm-hmm. Do you drink beer? Not really. Yeah. I drink wine. But even, oh. wine even wine messes me up. Okay. Are you like a red wine or a white wine? Red. Red? Do yeah. your teeth turn blue sometimes? No. Okay. I'm Mediterranean. Sicilian. Oh yeah, so my father's Irish. My it's in the blood. Sicilian. Yeah, so it is. <laughs> the wine guys. is in the blood. What's that? Yeah, the wine. The wine's yeah. in the blood. <laughs> well, this has been amazing talking about all this commentary. I, we were going to ask you some stuff about your career, but this is just as good. 
Go ahead. Better. No. I'm, I make believe for a living. No, you're good. <laughs> you well, congrats on your podcast, though. That's yeah, amazing. That's, it's exciting. No, those sound like great episodes. Uh, I'm going to check that out. No, so do you still do the Brian Callen show as well as... I do, but I just haven't had time because yeah. the fighter and the kid took off. Yeah, yeah it seems it like it is. It got so big that, you know, we sold... I knew something was going on when we sold... I think it was 1,200 shirts. We sold 400 tank tops in six minutes. Damn. Holy shit. Yes. Wow. And then we sold the rest of our shirts in 26 minutes. And then we stopped. Like, we only released 1,200 shirts a month because my partner, Brennan Schaub, designs everything and comes out with new ideas. I just show up. And uh, <laughs> it was kind of cool. It was like, that's incredible. That's great. Yeah. So, do you have uh, merch when you're toying around? Like, I anyone? don't. Okay. I don't because you have to carry it. And, That's true. Yeah. And I sell it on the internet. You don't want to lug it around everywhere. I'm really lazy. I could make a lot of money, I suppose. But <laughs> well, if you can sell 1,200 <laughs> a month online, minutes. why bother? I mean, guys, I'm show, rich you know? as shit. <laughs> guys, guys, hashtag rich as shit, hashtag blessed. <laughs> hashtag thanks, Obama, oh my for coming God. to my show tonight. I know. <laughs> I mean, that's what he's here for. Yeah, I'm assuming. What, I heard that. I heard like my yeah. mom was like, "But really, I want." I didn't want to bring that up, you right. guys. But yeah, I mean, it <laughs> sorry, sounds a little poorly, braggy. Sorry for all the traffic, but, but <laughs> I'm doing stand up at Helium. <laughs> and you're doing it well. And then we'll come back to you. But you're doing it uh, two more times. So tonight, seven thirty and ten. Yeah. Yes. And then Saturday. Saturday, seven thirty. Stop. So four opportunities. Then I got New York City. Is that where you're going I next? Got, and then I shoot my special. In Irvine. Nice. California. Oh, that's amazing. May 24th. Oh, so that's coming up pretty quick. Yeah. I'm psyched. How do you even find the time to balance everything? My God, like with touring, with filming, I was looking, you were working on like 10 different projects when I was looking at like movies and TV shows and everything. I know. It's been my show with the Goldbergs just got picked up. Again. Yeah, I was going to say the Goldbergs. So I was just pumped. watching part of that this morning. It's such it's a great. funny show. It's the yeah. best time I've ever had doing a show. But I'm starting a new show. I'm going to do six episodes of a show or maybe, maybe more, I don't know, called Kingdom. I play a... An Armenian fight promoter. Nice. A mafia guy. That should be fun. That sounds like one of your dream like acting It roles. is. Yeah. It's all fun, man. I don't know. I, it, 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 I, I guess I just keep moving forward and you keep trying to just do what you like. Yeah. Stand-up is so incredible. I have a lot of time off, though, during the day to work on stuff. Yeah. Well, you like well I mean, yeah, coming up with a special, because how long is the special that you're filming? It'll be an hour and probably 10 minutes. Damn. Oh, that's awesome. Because that's a lot of material to, to fine tune. Yeah, man. It's not, the, yeah, you're mainly carving it down. I have a yeah. lot more material than that. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, you got to carve it. Streamline it. And- yeah, it's really fun to write a special. I'm really psyched to do it because, first of all, I'll get it out of my body mm-hmm. and then start from scratch, which is such a great time when you have to come up with new stuff oh yeah once i shoot that up that's gone see and that's how you know you're doing the right thing because if you're looking forward to already like the next thing you're going to come up with how long how long does it take you to come up with uh, to to, like streamline you know an hour and 10 minute show just to like come up with that i would have told you a a year but it's taken me this will be two and a half years now and i needed every minute of it Mm -hmm. you know i know louis ck and people write once uh, an hour a year i don't agree with that Mm. i don't think you can get the same you know it's a little bit like a tree you can't Mm -hmm. make a tree grow faster you can give it water and sunshine and fertilizer but i think that there there is an organic boiling point i think as you do stand up and you continue to work at it it reaches a saturation it reaches a boiling point it's kind of like a fine wine mm-hmm. where there's an exact moment when the best wine should be opened and then after that peak it starts to get it starts to dig- sort of get worse mm-hmm. and i think stand up when you're working with a thematic one hour you are telling a story that should be very emotionally current 
to you. And if once you start moving into another phase of your life, then then the expression becomes somewhat artificial and forced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then you start trying to add in what's going on or you're going by rote. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So oh, so now is. I need to write yeah. I need to shoot when I when I do this special, I I'll be so ready to start another one hour, another story. Yeah. It's like a writing phase. a whole well, I mean, new album. Two and a half oh, years cool. on this, working on this. Yeah, I can imagine. I mean, it almost, I would think it'd almost be exhausting to like go keep doing this material. It is. After. Although that. I have to say that I'm so, like, I had such a great show last night because uh, because it's not, it's new, it's always changing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's always changing. It'll be changing until the minute I get out on that stage to shoot it. It's always changing because you can't carve enough. And, and then now you start asking yourself these really important questions. You know, you start, like, I realize that the, the show I'm doing is really about three stages of manhood. The man I was raised to be with all the, all the mythology surrounding what masculinity is. Mm-hmm. You have to be a superhero. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the apex. <laughs> and you have to strive to be tough and all those sort of old-fashioned notions of warrior slash hunter mm-hmm. um, prototype. And then my father was this giant marine. He was a bear. And I was a cat. And no one told me I was a cat. So I was a cat trying to be a bear. <laughs> it made no sense. Finicky eater. And, you know, this, my dad was, and I, but that was my, that was the stark and very bold in your face example I grew up with. And now I have children. And my kids are looking at a very different notion of what a man is. My daughter doesn't want somebody who's tough or that doesn't help you in your parenting. Mm hmm. You got to be a protector and a provider and an example setter. But a lot of times the example has to be your best foot forward. I don't want my daughter dating a a guy like I am, the real me. Mm -hmm. I'm a (laughs) dirtbag. I mean, for real. I I don't want my daughter. You know, she's imprinting her idea of what a man is. So I've got to, I got to pretend to be a really good person. I mean, does that make sense? That makes absolute sense. Yeah. And my son is very got a lot of that natural warrior energy. Takes after my dad. Well, I, you know, testosterone is not a very appropriate juice as we become technological to the nth degree. Mm-hmm. It's just no longer that necessary. Brawn and aggression. Mm-hmm. You better have a good lawyer. Well, so yeah. I got to teach him where to place that caveman energy. Have so, you thought about taking him boxing with you? He's definitely going to fight. Yeah. yeah. He's going to wrestle and he's going to box. But, you know, <laughs> I was going to say tennis. martial arts. That's, that's where you can get rid of a lot of that. Well, that's, that's why what I did as a kid. Simulated, mm-hmm. simulated combat. Mm-hmm. Is very, very good. But you see a lot of women now doing it. So men and women are kind of closing in. There's some great, some of the most exciting MMA fighters, period, are women. Oh, look at Ronda Rousey. Ronda Rousey. Rousey. Yeah. I never miss a fight. <laughs> yeah. I never would have told you. If you told me I would have like been as, as excited to watch a woman fight MMA as a man, I would have told you you were crazy. And the UFC, this, this insanely macho, masculine organization has ironically been a groundbreaker in women's rights. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ronda Rousey is, she gets huge pay-per-view numbers. Oh, yeah. As a fighter. And she's sexy. Did you ever hot. Do you ever watch WWE? No. Okay. I was but I know some people. I might watch a little bit of it. Who do you like? Um, my favorite's Roman Reigns. Well. And, and Seth Rollins. He was in... The studio when I was we do our podcast at Fox Sports and Roman Reigns was in the studio. Was he dreamy in person? He's the best looking. If you ever want to look yeah. like a man, yeah, like like he's I, I I my friend Brendan said, dude, you have to stop staring at that guy. 
Because so, I, I was so I was so gay. Like I was like I thought I was straight this whole time. The dude is is six four two fifty five Samoan. And something else. Is he the guy that's related to The Rock? He is The Rock's cousin. Okay, yeah. He is? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jesus. You you don't get better looking. I know those genetics. I mean, he's a barbarian. He, he looks better than Conan. He's a cartoon <laughs> yeah. character with long with black hair. Eyes. Yeah, he's and with a really handsome face with a goatee. He looks like a fucking matador. Uh. He looks like somebody... He looks like not even a matador. Matadors are thin. He looks like somebody... Like a bull fucked the matador. <laughs> I, I mean, I, and he had a suit on with these giant hands. I was like, what? A-? And then he takes his shirt off he and it's retarded. Oh he my had a suit God. on. But his body is just ridiculous. <laughs> oh. Some you good know, genes in that family. That's why I got into Dude. WWE, by the way. So now you know why. So you like a big, strong, tattooed man. I don't usually, but him, for some reason, he is the hottest fucking thing I've ever seen. Well, he's a he's he's as good looking as it gets. It's he is the peak of yeah. attractiveness. Yeah. He makes me feel bad about myself in every aspect. <laughs> yeah. And you don't feel bad about yourself. No, and I feel bad about myself, <laughs> and, and I should feel bad about myself around him. He's the silverback. He's the alpha male. That's the caveman shit. <laughs> that is it. That is totally it. How the fuck? How are you going to compete with Simone? When Samoans, Samoans are yeah, Samoans are are the master race, <laughs> right? Samoans are, fu- and when they're mixed with oh, with African, or they're mixed with like like Swedish or some shit, when you mix that blood with something else, <laughs> god damn! I mean, then you get the Rock, or you get this dude, right? I mean, forget it. Forget all of us, man. I suck. I come from a long line of peasants and petty criminals. Yeah, fuck this. I'm now I'm depressed. I hate myself. <laughs> Don't come see me at Helium tonight. Brian Gallon, Helium Everybody Comedy Club. Come and see Who Brian. cares? I'll be. I'll look like a cashew with feet. <laughs> My back just broke. <laughs> you can follow everything about Brian. BrianCallen.com. Is that the best? I guess you are always at, at the Brian Callen person to come in. It's amazing. Twitter. Yeah, at, at Brian, Brian Callen on Instagram, His spirit Twitter. <laughs> yeah, who cares anymore? If your Roman Reigns, fuck off. Don't not, come tonight. I'm quitting the business. So what does it matter? And this is when he come see me at fuck it. Come see me at who cares? Come see me at Roman Reigns stole my soul. dot <laughs> com dot org. Roman, Roman Reigns. My special is going to be called Roman Reigns. <laughs> what do you want to call your special? Roman Reigns. Oh, Roman Reigns on your parade. I'm trying to think of no. what I should call my special. I was going to call it Some Assembly Required. I like that. Uh, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Dane Cook gave me that idea. Mm-hmm. I was like, okay, I don't know. Some assembly required. Yeah, it's good. It's catchy. Maybe. We'll see. Are you still still fi- figuring it I out? I don't know, man. I'm so bad with that okay. stuff. <laughs> so I would <laughs> think good. you would have had to, because you're filming it so soon, so you, you don't have to come up with a title. You do. Okay. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, right. Brian doesn't have to adhere by your laws. I'll no. come up with a working title. Yeah. 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 <laughs> what does it matter? What does it matter? Roman Reigns wins. Yeah, it's true. We all lose. All right. Well, there you go, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for coming in, Brian. Fuck you, Roman Reigns. Fuck off, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Get your tickets to go see Brian tonight. Heliumcomedy.com. Whatever. Go see him. If you want. Twice tonight, twice tomorrow. <laughs> and listen to If you feel podcast. like it, you got nothing matter? else going yeah. on. It doesn't fucking matter. Try and it's all pointless his, anyway. Uh, the Fighter tops. and the Kid podcast. Yep. Get one of my tank tops. Before they all sell out in six minutes. Yeah, it's sold out. There's nothing. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. All all right. Right. Wait till next month. I love you, America. <laughs> Portland! <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a bit with more Fun Employment Radio. 
There you go, Brian Callen, going to be at Helium Comedy Club. Like we said, you can pick up tickets at heliumcomedy.com. And thank you, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. If you're listening to this episode, we have a ton of other stuff that's going on. We've got a bunch of interviews with Bridgetown Comedy Festival comedians also that mm-hmm. are in town and all kinds of stuff that you can find right at funemploymentradio.com. Keep tuning in. We want to try to uh, beat Brian's record of selling 1,200 shirts a <laughs> That month. would be nice. So uh, I have never been complimented on my haunches. Either. Yeah, yeah, you're very sturdy. I that's kind of how I sturdy. <laughs> I'm a sturdy workhorse. <laughs> so <laughs> funemploymentradio.com slash store. You can pick up some of our shirts and hats and all kinds of different stuff that's on oh, there. Oh, you're piggybacking. Some I like our it. Videos. Oh, yeah. Right. No, I'm gonna, I, I mean, why not? Why not? I mean, the guys sold 1,200, so he said. So, I mean, I, wanna, I want some of that. I know, in six minutes? Yeah. So um, try to... Break that record for us. <laughs> FunEmploymentRadio.com slash store. And like we said, just follow everything there. Follow us on Twitter at FunEmploymentRadio, at Greg Nibbler, at Sarah X. Dillon. And thank you so much, everyone. And uh, now it's time for you to listen to another episode. All right. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.